The people of Israel wandered for 40 years, and then finally the day came when they said, Manna will no longer come, for you will now feast upon the fruits of the promised land. They were about to receive their inheritance, something promised long ago, and they would rejoice. They had waited for it, they had suffered for it, and now they were going to receive it. That's what happens with inheritances. Someone makes a promise to someone to leave something behind for them, a great treasure, sometimes not so great. They leave real property and personal property, real property being land and homes, and personal property being everything else. But you have to wait for it. It doesn't always come right away. And there might be stipulations in the last will and testament as to what is required to receive the goods and the property which may have been promised. And if all the uh, requirements are met, then the will is executed and the goods distributed and the people receive their inheritance. There are many such cases in the Old Testament where people had uh, inheritances and things that they would receive usually upon the death of the preceding uh, parent. The father would die and leave these things to his sons. Some went just because the son was the oldest. We hear the story of uh, Esau and Jacob. That's what happened. Esau was the oldest and he was going to inherit everything, but he sold it to have things that he desired in the here and now. He wasn't willing to wait to receive what was better. And he sold off something great for a poor price. Usually, it was a bowl of soup. Not much to be the leader of your tribe, to be the one who takes the place of the chief. And yet he did. And Jacob takes it because he valued it. He thought ahead. He saw what the future was for this promise and this uh, blessing that would come from the Father. And he was willing to wait for it because he knew the value of it. Jesus tells a story of the prodigal son in which one son wants to receive his inheritance in the here and now. As it says, he was given what he should receive, meaning upon the death of his father, and yet he wanted it now, meaning that to him, he didn't care whether his father was alive or not. He wanted things. He didn't value the love of the father, which is the most valuable thing. And so he took it, and he settled for less than everything, Because if you have the love of the Father, you have everything. Well, he didn't realize that. He took what little he had. And if you settle for less, you end up with nothing. And he did. He comes back, but not on his own terms, just to be a servant to his Father, and yet the Father receives him as a son. So once again, he has the love of the Father, and what does he have? Everything. That is his inheritance once again. But the older son complains because... He doesn't understand. He doesn't know the whole relationship, what has happened, that the son came back penitent and submitting to his father's will. And he says, I've done everything you asked me to, and I didn't even get a kid goat with my friends, which isn't exactly everything. He wanted the same thing. It was just he was waiting for it. He didn't realize that the true gift, the true inheritance, comes from being the son of the father, having everything. As we near the end of Lent, we begin to rejoice in anticipation 
of our inheritance, which is the gift of life, which comes from Christ's last will and testament, that he promises eternal life. So we begin to rejoice in that, not in trading it in for the goods and the things of this world, not overvaluing this world instead of the next, but we wait patiently and we're willing to sacrifice the things of this world in order to be the true heirs of God. And everything that is God's will be ours because by baptism we are the children of God. So we must be like those people who endured the 40 years in the desert, all those who endured time and trials throughout the Old Testament because their sights were set on the ultimate goal, the ultimate treasure, and ultimately that is what they received. So as we anticipate the last few weeks of our Lent in anticipation of Easter, we see that hope that we are like the people who wandered through the desert eating manna day after day, rather boring existence, but in anticipation of all the fruits that come from receiving their promise. In that first testament, the promise was simply for a part of land in the middle of uh, the world. But our promise is more than that. We don't receive a tract of land in the Middle East. We receive our place of eternal life in heaven, which is a much greater thing to receive. And so if we remind ourselves of what it is, and that if we have the love of the Father in our hearts, then that will be ours.